And my friends, let me tell you something. When you look for ungodly people and you look in ungodly places, that's what you're going to find. And it's going to ultimately have a negative impact in your life. Preaching the old-time gospel. With a fresh anointing to to a new generation. This is Saved to the Uttermost with evangelist Brian Tyndall. You remember that old song, Looking for Love in All the Wrong Places? Today, Brian Tyndall brings us a study on an Old Testament character that did just that. Who is it? Samson. We usually talk about Samson's strength, but love, or what he thought was love, made him weak. And for a lot of us, we run into the same problem. So join us now in Judges, beginning at chapter 14, for a message entitled, The Danger of Ungodly Physical Relationships. Here's Brian. If you have your Bibles today, I'm going to ask you to turn with me to the book of Judges in the Old Testament, and we're going to be looking at some select verses out of chapters 14, 15, and 16. The title of the message today is The Danger of Ungodly Physical Relationships. The Danger of Ungodly Physical Relationships, Uh, specifically when it comes to love. Uh, is what we're going to talk about today. Uh, because when you look at Hollywood and the things that are being portrayed in movies about love and about being in physical relationships with another person, when you listen to music and watch music videos uh, and see what's being portrayed there, or just in our society uh, in general, just in our everyday life, what we see so much of the time is not reflective of what God would have our physical relationships to be like. And one of the reasons I think this is, I think it really goes back a long time. We call it the Greco-Roman myth of love. And the Greco-Roman myth of love was the idea that came along uh, many, many years ago, uh, way outside of our modern time, when love began to be portrayed kind of like uh, the idea of the the Cupid and uh, he would shoot his arrow and the idea that, uh, you know, love is really outside of our control. It's something that kind of just happens to you. Uh, you're just struck uh, like a bolt of lightning. Uh, and love is just something that, that kind of finds us in a happenstance kind of way when we're least expecting it. That idea has continued to be portrayed. That idea has continued to be perpetrated to the point that today, the vast majority of what you see going on around us in the world today is something that's contrary to what God would have it to be. And here's the thing. That is not making people more happy. It is making people less happy. That is not leading to better relationships. That's leading to worse relationships. That's not leading to people having a more joyful life. It's leading to people having a more depressed and discouraged life. Now, there's several things you can listen for. Uh, when you listen to people talk today, to know that they don't believe in a biblical type of love, a biblical type of uh, physical relationships with other people. You'll hear people say things like this, and tell me if you uh, haven't heard people say things like this. It's, it's funny when I hear these things, when I see them on social media where people have written them, but we hear things like this all the time. You'll hear people say things like, uh, this thing is just bigger than the both of us. You know, uh, you may have a teenager or a, uh, a young adult or even an older adult that's entered into a, 
a new relationship with another person, a physical relationship with another person. And when you hear them expressing their thoughts about that new relationship, uh, they'll say something like that. You know, this, this thing, this relationship, what's happened to us is just bigger than the both of us. Or they'll say something like this. Uh, you don't choose who you fall in love with. Or maybe you'll hear them say something like, the heart just wants what the heart wants. Well, all of those expressions, I can assure you, are not conveying thoughts and ideas that are out of the Word of God. All of those thoughts and expressions are conveying wrong thinking about love and wrong thinking about physical relationships with other people. Let me just touch on those just for a moment since I brought them up. The idea that this is bigger than the both of us. Well, it's not. Uh, no relationship is bigger than the both of us. No physical relationship, no love interest, uh, no dating relationship, no marriage relationship. Uh, there is no relationship that's bigger than the both of us. That's simply stating something that's not true. Uh, we are the ones that are engaged in it, and God has definitely given us the capacity, both mentally and physically and emotionally and spiritually, to handle anything that we enter into as long as He's in our life and as long as He's leading and guiding our lives. The Bible says that we can do all things through Christ, which strengthens us. Now, it may get out of our control if we're not in a right relationship with Jesus Christ, and if we don't have his Holy Spirit in our life, and if we're not being led and guided and directed by him in our life. And the idea that the heart wants what the heart wants. Well, the Bible says that the heart is wicked above all things. And so what the Bible teaches us is uh, we should not be giving the heart what it wants because the heart is wicked. The heart is sinful. Uh, our human flesh is always going to uh, move in the direction of sin. It's always going to choose that which God would not have us choose. We should not be being led by our heart. We should not be, the Bible says not to be led by sight. We should not be being led by our flesh, but we should be led by the Spirit of God. And the idea that we don't choose who we fall in love with, well, we do choose. Uh, we choose everything about it. We choose where we go. We choose who we spend time with. Uh, we choose the places that we spend time with them. Uh, we choose the words that come out of our mouth. We choose the things that we allow ourselves to see and hear. We choose the people that we decide to date. Uh, we choose uh, the people that we decide to marry. Every single choice that is involved in any relationship, every single choice is something that we have complete and total control of. And since we have absolute and total control over every single one of those small choices along the way in our relationships, in our physical relationships, then it just goes to say that if we have a choice in every one of those small decisions, then we certainly have a choice in the big decision as well. Uh, because at the end of the day, True, genuine biblical love is not just a fleeting emotion of the heart, and it's not just a lustful desire of the flesh. Biblically speaking, true biblical love, true biblical physical love, as, as it is being expressed to another person in a physical relationship with another person, that is something that God has given us. That is something that God has given us the ability to have, the ability to desire, the ability to enter into. And we very much have control 
and God can help us and lead us and guide us into having good relationships, into having godly relationships, and I believe that's exactly what he wants to do. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 14, the apostle Paul told the Corinthians not to be unequally yoked or not to be partnered with unbelievers. Because he said, what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion has light with darkness? And so what the Apostle Paul was teaching, and that's what the Bible was teaching, what God was teaching us as believers, is that we are to guard our relationships. And specifically, we're to guard our physical relationships. And he's saying, we ought not to ever be, as Christians, we ought not to ever be partnered with, yoked with, brought into relationship with, physical relationship with those that are outside of the household of faith, those that do not have a faith and a salvation through Jesus Christ. But I want us to look today at somebody in the Bible. Actually, the man's name is Samson, and we read about him in the book of Judges in the Old Testament. And Samson was a very interesting person. Uh, God worked in his life in a powerful way, and God used Samson in a powerful way. But Samson was also a person that allowed himself to enter into some ungodly relationships in his own life, even as a follower of God, even as somebody that was being used of God. He allowed himself over time to enter into some ungodly relationships. And I want us to go and I want us to look in the book of Judges, specifically in chapters 14 through 16, and I want us to identify some of the things that Samson was doing, some of the mistakes that Samson made in his physical relationships, because I believe that the mistakes that he made are some of the very same mistakes that people are making today, that some of the same mistakes that I've made in the past, and, and probably some of the same mistakes that are being made by people even listening to this broadcast today. And so as we look at the life of Samson, and as we think about the type of physical relationships that God would have for us, and as we think about that God has called us as believers not to be yoked, not to be partnered with uh, people that are lost, people that are not saved, and as we evaluate our own physical relationships today that we have uh, with other people, I want us to look at the life of Samson, and I want us to see some of the mistakes that he made and see if we might be making some of those same mistakes. And if we are, that if we will be willing to go to God and confess those as sin and ask for his forgiveness and repent and allow him to restore and bring into our life godly, Christ-like relationships that would be a blessing to us and to other people. One of the first mistakes I see that Samson made in his own uh, physical relationships, we actually see in the book of Judges chapter 14 and verse 1, and that is that Samson was looking for ungodly women, and he was looking for those women in ungodly places. The Bible says in Judges chapter 14, verse 1, and Samson went down to Timnath, and he saw a woman in Timnath of the daughters of the Philistines. And so Samson, as a person that was coming out of the tribe of Israel, as a person that was a follower of God, a believer in God, he found himself searching out uh, women to be in relationship with that were not people that were followers of God. Uh, this woman that he went and he found 
was of the Philistines. They were non-believers. They they did not believe in the one true God. They were not following the one true God. And in fact, God had warned his people many times in the past in the Bible, do not go to these other pagan nations. Do not go to these other pagan people and search out for yourselves people to be in physical relationship with and people to marry because that's not my will for your life. It's going to end badly. You're going to have a disaster in your life. It's going to bring a disaster in your in your family, in your nation, if you go and you seek out ungodly relationships with ungodly people. But in fact, that's exactly what Samson was doing. He was looking for an ungodly woman in an ungodly place. And he didn't just do it once, because the Bible says uh, in the 16th chapter, in verse 1, that Samson went to Gaza, and he saw there a harlot, and he went into her. And so here is a, it's another example in another place and a different woman, and he was actually seeking out uh, not only a lost person, but he was seeking out a prostitute. And then the Bible says in verse 4, and it came to pass that he loved a woman in the valley of Sorek, whose name was Delilah. And so all of these women are represented by the fact that they were non-believers. They were not followers of God. They were not believers in the one true God. And so Samson had a pattern in his life, and it was a pattern that he continued to follow time after time. He did not learn his lesson. He, he, he went after this Philistine woman in chapter 14, and then later we see him going after a different woman, a different ungodly woman uh, that was a prostitute, and then later we see him going after a different non-believer uh, in Delilah. And so we see that this was a pattern that he repeated over and over and over in his life, in his physical relationships, in his dating relationships, and even in the women that he married, we see that Samson was looking for ungodly women in ungodly places. And today, it could very well be possible in our own relationships. We should reflect. We should allow the Word of God to speak to our heart today uh, about our own physical relationships. Um, because we've already read in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14, where believers should not be partnered with, should not be yoked together with non-believers. And so the question that I would have for you today is this, as you examine your own relationships, whether you're in a dating relationship or whatever, are you looking for ungodly people in ungodly places? Are you, as you're seeking out people to date, as you're seeking out people to be in physical relationships with, uh, even a marriage partner, are you looking for ungodly people, unsaved people, and are you going to ungodly places to look for those people? And this doesn't just have to be a man looking for a woman. This is both sides. This, you know, it, it could very easily be women, young women that are desiring to date, that are desiring to be in a, a relationship with a young man, but she's looking at ungodly men. She's looking at men that are not saved, that are not followers of Jesus Christ. And she's looking for those ungodly men in ungodly places like bars. And my friends, let me tell you something. When you look for ungodly people and you look in ungodly places, that's what you're going to find. When you look for people that are not followers of Jesus Christ, when you look for people 
that are in places that they ought not to be, the type of people that you are ultimately going to find is just like Samson. You're going to find people that don't know the Lord, that don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. You're going to find people that are not following God and that do not have godly character and that do not have morals and ethics in their life and that do not have standards, biblical standards. That's the type of people you're going to find when you're looking for ungodly people in ungodly places. And it's going to ultimately have a negative impact in your life, just like it did for Samson. But not only was Samson looking for ungodly women in ungodly places, we also see that Samson refused to listen to godly advice. You know, when he began to look for these women, the wrong kind of women in the wrong places, Samson was like many of us. He had people in his life that loved him. He had people in his life that cared about him. In this case, it was his parents. And immediately when uh, his parents recognized that Samson was involved in this uh, negative lifestyle, when, when they saw that their son was searching for the wrong type of person in the wrong place, they tried to intervene. They tried to give him some good advice. But Samson would not receive godly advice. And we see that in Judges chapter 14, verse 3. It says, Then his father and his mother said unto him, Is there not a woman among the daughters of the brethren or among my people that you have gone to take a wife of the uncircumcised Philistines? And what they were really saying to him, they were not uh, just chastising him because he was going after a person of a different ethnicity or a different skin color. That was not the problem here. That was not what they were chastising him about. What they were saying is, is there not a female? Is there not a woman? If you're seeking out a woman, if you're seeking out a wife, is there not somebody from among the brethren? Is there not somebody from among the, the believers, among those that are, that are seeking to follow God and that believe in God and that are serving God? Is there not somebody that you could choose that is a godly person? Why did you have to go to the women of the Philistines? Why did you have to go and search among people that are unbelievers uh, in order to find a wife? But Samson didn't want to listen. He didn't want to listen to godly advice. And that could very easily be true of us today. Even people that are listening to this broadcast, the truth could be that today you're in an ungodly relationship. The truth could be that you're a Christian and that you've yoked yourself, you've partnered yourself, uh, you've entered into relationship with somebody that's not a believer. And that simply is not God's will. And probably if you've done that, you probably did one of the very things that Samson was guilty of doing. You probably were looking for the wrong kind of person in the wrong kind of place. You were probably at some point in your past looking and drawn to and allowing yourself to be attracted to and to enter in relationship with somebody that was not a believer. And so you were looking for an ungodly person and you probably were looking in an ungodly place. And more than likely, uh, while you were doing that, God probably did for you what he did for Samson. He probably put uh, somebody in your path that said, this is not a good idea. This is not the person for you. Uh, you ought not to be in a relationship with this person. It might have been your mom or your dad. It might have been uh, a friend. Uh, it might have just been the Holy Spirit of God that was speaking to you in that still small voice. 
It might have been the Word of God. I don't know what it was. But most of the time when we're going in the wrong direction and we're doing the wrong thing, especially if we're believers, if we're followers of Jesus Christ, God is going to speak to us. I mean, he may speak to us himself through that still small voice of the Holy Spirit or through his word or through one of his servants, a pastor. He may do it through parents, friends, or or whoever, but God will usually put somebody in our path to say, hey, you're doing the wrong thing. You're going the wrong direction. This relationship that you're uh, seeking to have with this person is not good. It's not going to be something that's going to be a blessing in your life. You need to break this off. You need to consider what you're doing. But many times when we're uh, engaged in an activity that's leading us to have a relationship with the wrong person, many times not only are we seeking the wrong person in the wrong place, but when that advice comes, we're not willing to listen. And Samson was exactly like that. He was not willing to listen even when he received godly advice. And then the third thing we see is that Samson chose women based solely on their physical appearance with no concern for their spiritual life. We see that in Judges chapter 14, verse 2. It says, And he came up and he told his father and his mother and said, I have seen a woman in Timnath. That was all that he cared about. He saw her and he liked the way that she looked. He thought that she was pretty. He, he liked her physical appearance. And that was all that he was judging this own. He wanted to be in a relationship with this person. Eventually, he wanted to be married to this person uh, for the sole reason that he liked the way this woman looked physically. But he didn't take even a moment to consider that she was a Philistine. He didn't take even a moment to consider that she was not in a right relationship with God, that she did not have a spiritual life, that she was not a Christian. He just said, I saw her. I like the way she looks. And I'm going to base all of my decision on that. And he didn't just do that once. He did that more than once. As I said, in chapter 16, the first verse, it says, And then Samson went to Gaza, and he saw there a harlot, and he went into her. So again, he he went and he saw. He saw this prostitute, and he liked the way she looked. She had an attractive physical appearance, and he was drawn to her. And he based his decision to enter into a sexual relationship with her solely on the fact that he liked the way she looked physically. And when you're basing all of your physical relationships simply on physical appearance, and you're not taking time to see if the person has a spiritual life, if they're saved, if they are filled with the Spirit of God, Uh, If they're a child of God, you're not taking time to see and to find out if they have any morals, if they have any ethics, if they have any Christian character. Uh, You're not taking time to look at anything deeper than just their physical appearance. That has a great potential to lead to a disastrous physical relationship. And that's exactly what happened in Samson's life. He was looking for ungodly women in ungodly places, and that's exactly what he found. In fact, it's all that he found. Every single woman that he found, every single woman that he was with, they were ungodly people, and they were all in ungodly places. All the time, there was somebody there speaking into Samson's life, trying to get him to do the right thing, trying to get him to consider the bad decisions that he was making but he was unwilling to listen to the godly advice. And that could be us today. 
And then he was constantly and continuously choosing the women that he was having these physical relationships with based solely on their physical appearance with no thought whatsoever to their spiritual life. And it ended disastrous for Samson in every single one of these situations, in every single one of these relationships that we read about in the Bible. Every one of them ended badly. Every one of them injured him. Every one of them led to destruction in his life. And if we're seeking relationships today with other people, physical relationships, and we're seeking those relationships based solely on the physical appearance of the other person without any thought to their character, without any thought to their morals, their ethics, their spiritual life, then we are entering into ungodly relationships And those relationships are probably going to end like Samson's relationships. They're probably going to end poorly. They're probably going to end disastrously. And then finally, we see that Samson committed the sin of both fornication and adultery. Fornication is when somebody has a physical sexual relationship with somebody outside of marriage before they are married, and then adultery is the sin of a married person having a physical sexual relationship with somebody that's not their spouse. And Samson was guilty of both of these sins. From what we read from the text, we it seems to indicate that Samson was uh, physically attracted to and physically drawn to and entered into physical relationships with women uh, before he was married. And then after he was legally married, uh, he entered into multiple physical sexual relationships with women that were not his spouse. And in today's world, we see these things happening, this very same pattern, this very same story that we read out of the Bible that's hundreds and hundreds of years old. Uh, it is not out of date. It, I mean, it could be written out of the real-life examples of people going on around us right now. Because what was Samson doing? He was looking for ungodly women in ungodly places. We see people doing that all around us. He was refusing to listen to godly advice. People are doing that all around us. He was choosing women based solely on their physical appearance without any concern for their spiritual life, and people are doing that all around us. And that was leading him to commit the sin of fornication. He was sleeping with people. He was having sexual relations with people that he was not married to. And then after he was legally married, it was leading him into adultery. It was leading him to have relationships with women that were not his spouse. And we see that going on in today's society. A huge percentage of people that are not married are entering into physical sexual relationships with people that they are not married to, and many of them are doing it just like Samson did. They're not doing it just once, but they're doing it multiple times. And then after they are married, many people are entering into adulterous relationships. They're not being faithful to the person that they're married to, and, uh, and they're seeking out physical relationships with people that are not their spouse. And I believe that one of the great dangers of having ungodly relationships is that it not only affects us morally and ethically now that we're 
um, you know, now that we're in those relationships where we might be tempted to enter into a physical relationship with somebody that we're not married to, but I believe it even impacts us just like it did Samson after we're married. You see, today, the way uh, most people date, the way that is considered uh, normal today in the dating world, it is considered normal for a young man or a young woman to enter into multiple uh, physical relationships with multiple different people over their dating life prior to marriage. And so you might have a young man or a young woman who literally dates 10 or 12 or 15 or 20 or more people during their dating life. And with each one of those people, over time, uh, with many of those individuals, they're coming to the point where they're engaging in physical sexual activity outside of marriage. And then they're getting close to this person. Uh, they're giving themselves to this person physically. And then after a period of days or weeks or months, uh, this person does something that I don't like. They say something that I don't like. They treat me in a way that I don't like. Or I see somebody else that I'm more attracted to physically than I am this person. And all of a sudden, I'm out of this relationship and I'm into a new relationship. And none of these relationships are based on true biblical love. None of these relationships are based on uh, anything spiritual, anything godly. They're all based on something ungodly. They're all based on uh, the Greco-Roman myth of love that somehow I've been struck with the era. My heart wants what it wants. This is bigger than I am. There's nothing that I can do. You know, we don't have any choice about who we fall in love with. And so I'm choosing poorly over and over again. And I'm entering into sinful, fornicating relationships with people over and over again. And then after a few years of doing that, I finally meet somebody and believe this is the person that I'm to marry. This is the person that I want to marry. And we enter into a marriage relationship. And all of a sudden, I'm standing before a church, and I'm standing before a pastor, and I'm standing before a congregation and before God, and he's going through the wedding vows with me. And one of those vows is saying uh, that I'm going to keep myself to this person and this person only as long as I live. Well, many people end up breaking that vow. And I believe one of the reasons that we see so much unfaithfulness, so many ungodly relationships in marriage itself is because we're taking a person that has had nothing but ungodly relationships all of their dating life. They've always dated the wrong people from the wrong places. They've never listened to godly advice. They've always based their relationships on the physical appearance and nothing more. Uh, they've been used to uh, entering into fornication and and having sexual relations with somebody that's not their spouse and, and thus uh, disobeying God. And all of a sudden, they're married, and as they live out their married life, uh, my spouse does something I don't like, and they say something I don't like, and they treat me in ways that I don't like. And all of a sudden, I'm at work one day, and I see somebody that I find more attractive than I do my spouse. And in the past, when I've been in dating relationships, I just got rid of them. I changed uh, people that I was in relationship with. And all of a sudden, I'm married, and I'm supposed to remain faithful to this person and this person only until death do us part. But that's not the way I've been living. That's not how I have been practicing my physical relationships. And so I find it almost impossible 
to remain faithful to this one person, even in my marriage relationship. And indeed, Samson did not remain faithful to his wife, but he eventually committed the sin of adultery. He eventually uh, entered into physical sexual relationships with more than one woman. And I believe one of the reasons he did that is because he had spent many years in ungodly relationships with multiple people, and he had developed this ungodly pattern in his life. And when he was married, he found it very hard to break that ungodly pattern. Uh, that ungodly dating relationship that he was used to entered into his marriage life and created an ungodly marriage situation where he was committing with adultery with women that were not his wife. How did these mistakes, these sins, how did they affect Samson? How did these ungodly relationships affect Samson's life? And as we look at how uh, these ungodly relationships affected Samson's life, what I want you to do, what I want us to do, is I want us to examine our own life, and I want us to examine our own relationships, and I want us to say, am I guilty, like Samson, of having ungodly physical relationships in my life? And if I am guilty of having ungodly physical relationships, do I see some of the same consequences in my life that Samson had in his life as a result of these ungodly relationships. The first mistake that I see in Samson's life, he dated and had physical relationships with and even married the wrong people. He dated, had physical relationships with, and even married the wrong people. And we've looked at those scriptures, uh, at least three different women that are brought up uh, and, and that are talked about in the scriptures that Samson had these physical, ungodly relationships with, and uh, he even married one of those people. And when we look at our own life, do we see ourselves, or can we look back in our history and see where we have allowed ourselves to date ungodly people, unsaved people? Can we see where we have entered in, like Samson, into physical, sexual relationships with people that were not what God would have them to be? And maybe even as a result of that, we have found ourselves unequally yoked in a marriage with a non-believer. But then I want us to see that these bad, ungodly relationships that Samson had made his life miserable. Uh, one of the consequences that came uh, from Samson having these bad physical relationships, these bad sexual relationships, was his life was miserable. I'll just look at one verse in chapter 16 and verse 16. The scripture says, And it came to pass that when the woman pressed him daily with her words and urged him so that Samson's soul was vexed unto death. These women worried him to death. These relationships frustrated him to death. These ungodly relationships and ungodly women that he was spending time with literally drove Samson to wish that he were dead. They drove him to have uh, suicidal thoughts. And here's the thing. The devil is a liar, and the devil tells us lies. And so he tells us lies in order to get us to enter into ungodly physical relationships. And one of the biggest lies that he tells us is, if you will enter into a physical relationship with this person, 
you'll be happy. It'll, it'll be exciting. You, it'll, it'll make your life enjoyable. I mean, it'll, it'll be great. You need to do this uh, for your own pleasure. I'm sure that Satan was telling Samson some of these same lies. But what's the truth? The truth is, any time we live outside of the parameter of God's will, any time we break God's law, God's commandments, it's not going to have positive consequences in our life. It's going to have negative consequences in our life. And that's exactly what happened to Samson. Samson entered into multiple ungodly physical relationships, and the result for Samson was that he was miserable in his life, and he was miserable in those relationships. And I can tell you today, if you're in an ungodly relationship today, if you're in an ungodly physical relationship, sexual relationship with another person that it is not God's will for you to be with, then I can tell you today that whether you're miserable today or not, you will be miserable whether it is disastrous today, it will be disastrous. Whether you regret it today, you will live to regret that relationship because it is an impossibility that you would disobey God, that you would walk outside of God's will for your life in physical relationships, and that you would find a way to be happy and fulfilled and joyful outside of the will of God. Samson didn't do it. He was miserable and we're going to be miserable if we enter into ungodly relationships. And then the third thing I see is his physical and spiritual strength were taken away. That's one of the consequences that Samson faced as a result of having these ungodly relationships. His physical and his spiritual strength were taken away. We read that in the 16th chapter, verses 19 and 20. It says, and the woman made him sleep upon her knees, and she called for a man, and she caused him to shave off the seven locks of his head, and she began to afflict him, and his strength went from him. And she said, the Philistines are upon you, Samson. And he woke up out of his sleep and said, I will go and get out as I have at other times and shake myself loose. But he was not aware that the Lord was departed from him. I think the key parts of these verses, the key part of verse 19 is the very last phrase, and his strength went from him. And I think the key part of verse 20 is the very last phrase, and he was not aware that the Lord had departed from him. And so a direct consequence of Samson's ungodly relationships, his ungodly physical relationships with these women, was that his physical strength left him, and even his spiritual strength left him. And that's going to be one of the consequences that we face. If we enter into ungodly physical relationships, if we enter into relationships with people that are not saved, that are not followers of Jesus Christ, if we enter into uh, ungodly physical sexual relationships, whether it be a fornicating relationship, is somebody that uh, before we get married, we're having a physical relationship with them, or it could be during our marriage, we're having an adulterous relationship with somebody that's not our wife. I can guarantee you biblically that just like one of the things that happened to Samson when he did that was that his physical strength and his spiritual strength were taken away, that's going to happen to us as well. Because when we disobey God, it's going to have an impact on us physically. It's going to have an impact on our physical health. 
It's going to have an impact on us emotionally. It's going to have an impact on us spiritually. There's nothing in our life that's going to go like it ought to go or be like it ought to be or be as healthy as God would have it to be if we're in an ungodly relationship. Samson was one of the strongest men in the world, and yet he found his strength, his physical strength, taken away through these ungodly relationships. And we're going to find the same thing. I don't care how talented you are, how good-looking you are, how smart you are, how rich you are. If you are living in ungodly relationships, the end result, if you do not get out of them and ask for forgiveness from them and receive forgiveness and cleansing from the Lord, those relationships are going to end up taking a physical toll on you, taking an emotional toll on your body. And then Samson also was a person that had walked with God, that had been used of God. But all of a sudden, he woke up one day, and as a direct result of ungodly physical relationships, he found himself depleted spiritually. He found that he had walked away from God and that thus God was no longer close to him and that he no longer had that spiritual strength, that spiritual closeness, that spiritual intimacy with the Lord. And we're going to find the same thing. Uh, if we're in ungodly physical relationships, eventually what's going to happen is we're going to walk further and further away from God. We're going to get away from his word. We're going to get away from prayer. We're going to get away from fellowship with other Christians. We're going to get away from the church. And we're going to wake up one day and we're going to find out that this ungodly physical relationship has hurt or destroyed my spiritual relationship with my heavenly father. And then number four, we see uh, an even greater consequence. Samson's enemy and his ultimate enemy was not the Philistines or these women. His ultimate enemy was the devil, and that's our ultimate enemy. Our ultimate enemy is not ourself. Our ultimate enemy is not these uh, people that we're in these wrong relationships with. Our ultimate enemy is not our mom or dad or, or, or whoever it is that we think it is physically. Samson's greatest enemy was turned loose in his life, and that was the devil, to kill, steal, and destroy. The Bible says in John 10.10 10, that the thief, the devil, Satan, comes for the purpose to kill, steal, and destroy. In Samson's life, that's exactly what the devil did. Because Samson repeatedly entered into these ungodly relationships, and because he would not listen to godly advice, and because he insisted on continuously entering into one ungodly sexual relationship after another, the end result of that was that the spiritual enemy, Satan, was turned loose in Samson's life with great power. Uh, Samson gave the devil the ability to kill and steal and destroy in his life, and he did that, and he did it in a powerful and a profound way. And there's many of us today that the truth is we're in wrong relationships. There's people listening to this broadcast today, whether you want to see it or not, whether you want anybody to tell you or not, whether you want to believe it or not, whether you want to listen or not, the truth is this. Many people listening to this broadcast today are just like Samson of old. You're in ungodly sexual relationships, and those ungodly relationships have allowed Satan to be turned loose in your life. And just like Satan was killing, stealing, and destroying in Samson's life, 
He's killing, stealing, and destroying in your life today. But the good news is this, because that same verse in John 10.10 that says the devil, Satan, has come to kill, steal, and destroy, the second half of that same verse says, but Christ has come that we might have life and that we might have it more abundantly. And the truth is this, if I'm in an ungodly relationship today, if you're in an ungodly relationship today, and Satan has been turned loose in your life, and he's killing and stealing and destroying, there's something and someone that can do something about it today, and his name is Jesus Christ. Because just like Satan has come to kill, steal, and destroy in your life, and he very well may be doing that today, Jesus Christ came 2,000 years ago, born of a virgin, lived a sinless, perfect life, willingly went to the cross, sacrificed his body and shed his blood for your sins, died on a cross that you might be saved, that you might have an ability to be saved. And he did not stay dead, but on the third day, he rose victorious over death, hell, and the grave. Jesus Christ is alive forevermore. He is God And he is the only Savior that you and I have to look to. And my friends, I'm telling you today that if you find yourself in a situation where you have allowed ungodly physical relationships to destroy your life, if you find yourself in a situation where Satan has been turned loose in your life through ungodly relationships to kill, steal, and destroy, and you want something done about it, you turn to Jesus Christ today. You ask for his forgiveness and you seek his face, and you ask for the mercy and grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. And my friends, I can tell you that he will give you life, and he will give you life more abundantly. And then finally today, ultimately, we see the greatest consequence of all, the greatest consequence of all, because Samson had these ungodly relationships. It ultimately cost him his very life. Because Samson had these ungodly relationships and he was unwilling to break away from them, he was unwilling to repent of them, he was unwilling to get out of them, he was unwilling to to have the kind of relationships that God wanted him to have, but he was determined, headlong and stubbornly determined to have only ungodly relationships. It ultimately consequented in him losing his very life. We see in chapter 16, beginning in verse 28, it says, Samson called on the Lord and said, O Lord, remember me, I pray thee, and strengthen me, I pray thee, only this once, O God, that I may avenge myself of the Philistines for my two eyes. And Samson took hold of the two middle pillars upon which the house stood and on which it was borne up, for the one with his right hand and the other with his left. And Samson said, Let me die with the Philistines. And he bowed himself and with all his might, And the house fell upon the lords of the Philistines and upon the people who were therein, so that the dead which he slew at his death were more than they which he slew in his life. But the reality is this. It wasn't just the ungodly Philistines that died that day. It was Samson himself. Samson ultimately paid with his own life the price of being in ungodly relationships. You can believe that the reason Samson was in that prison, the reason Samson was bound, the reason Samson had had his eyes gouged out, the reason Samson lost his life that day in that place was because he lived a life 
that was disobedient to God in the area of physical relationships. And my friend, today, it's very possible that you might be in that very same position, that as you look over your life, that as you look over your dating experiences, that as you look over your interaction with people of the opposite sex, that you would say, you know what? The truth is that I've done the very same thing that Samson has done. I've been looking for the wrong people in the wrong places. I've been looking for ungodly people in ungodly places, and that's exactly what I've found. And I've not been willing to listen to godly advice when people tried to tell me not to enter into those bad relationships. I've not been willing to listen. And every single one of these things that we saw in Samson's life, you can look and you can see that you're walking in those very same shoes. You're walking down that very same path. Well, my friend, let me tell you, for Samson, that path ended in complete and utter destruction. For Samson, that path ended in the very taking of his physical life. And my friends, God doesn't want that for us. God doesn't want us to be destroyed. God doesn't want us to be unhappy. God doesn't want us to have our physical strength taken away. God doesn't want us to be emotional basket cases. God doesn't want us to be spiritually weak. God doesn't want to have to discipline us. God doesn't want Satan to be turned loose in our life, to kill, steal, and destroy. God wants us to have an abundantly blessed life. And the way that abundantly blessed life begins is by having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ through faith. You see, my friends, if you're on this earth today, the number one relationship that you and I ought to be pursuing above all other relationships is a relationship with Jesus Christ. If you do not know him personally today, if you've never humbled yourself before him and put your faith in Christ and Christ alone for salvation, if you've never humbled yourself before him and confessed your sin and asked for forgiveness and entered into a relationship with Jesus Christ through repentance and faith, then my friend, that is the primary relationship that we need. And it's the number one thing that we need to do in our life. And once we've done that, once we've entered into that relationship with Jesus Christ, and once we're walking with him and living with him and worshiping him and growing in our relationship with him, then we need to ask him to help us to have godly, good relationships with people around us. And if you desire to be in a relationship with another person, if you desire to be married, then ask God to put another believer, another godly person in your life. Now, that person's not going to be perfect any more than you're perfect. That person's not going to have everything together any more than you and I have everything together. But God can bring the right person into our life, and he can heal our relationships, and he can give us good, godly, healthy relationships, and he can give us relationships in our life that are not destructive but that are a blessing. And my friend, that's our prayer for all of us today. It's my prayer for myself. It's my prayer for you. Number one, that you would know Jesus Christ personally through faith and repentance. And then number two, that 
through that relationship with him, through walking in obedience to him, through living out his will and word for your life, that he would heal and restore and bring about good, healthy, godly relationships, and especially those physical relationships, that he would give you a blessed relationship with him and that he would give you a blessed and healthy relationship with the person that he would have you to be with physically. And my friends, that's my prayer for us today. In Jesus' name, amen. If your past is full of bad relationships, God is able to restore your life and put you in a godly relationship. You've been listening to the teaching of evangelist Brian Tyndall, founder and president of Uttermost Evangelism, on the Save to the Uttermost radio broadcast. The title of today's message was The Danger of Ungodly Physical Relationships. And if you'd like to hear it again or share it with a friend, go to our website, uttermostevangelism.org, and stream it free. That's uttermostevangelism.org. While you're there, check out Brian's booklet on salvation. You see, Without a right relationship with God, we cannot expect godly relationships here on earth. In his book, Salvation, Man's Greatest Need, God's Greatest Gift, Brian examines the five aspects of salvation, why all people need to be saved, how God has made our salvation possible, why anyone can be saved, what salvation really is, and how we receive God's gift of salvation. You can download a copy at our website or request for us to send you a copy. Just visit uttermostevangelism.org. If you prefer, you can write us. Our address is Uttermost Evangelism, P.O. Box 7, Pontotoc, Mississippi, 38863. Again, P.O. Box 7, Pontotoc, P-O-N-T-O-T-O-C, Pontotoc, Mississippi, 38863. You can also give us a call at 662-372-1912. That's 662 662- Three seven two one nine one two. We'd love to hear from you, answer your questions, and pray for you. Uttermost evangelism exists to make Jesus Christ known and glorified among the nations by proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ to all people. Our passion is calling the lost to receive Jesus Christ as Savior through faith and repentance, equipping the saved to be faithful followers of Jesus Christ, and mobilizing the Christian church to fulfill the Great Commission. If you'd like to join us in this effort by supporting us financially or most importantly praying for us, contact us and let us know. Once again, our website address is uttermostevangelism.org. Thanks for listening today. Join us again next time. And remember, Jesus is able to save to the uttermost those that come to God through Him. God bless. Save to the Uttermost is furnished by Uttermost Evangelism, Pontotoc, Mississippi.